I don't think they're going to move a full arm. Okay, here. let's not let's not reduce those incredible poses down to finger wiggling and hip jiggling, okay? You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. September's Community Day has us asking, you wash a what, mate? POI Interaction Distance, a victory for the ages. When it comes to mischief, Hoopa is a ringer. Giovanni is enjoying a month-long vacation, so I guess crime does sometimes pay. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 158. It's August 28th. It's a Saturday uh, afternoon. It's like 3.30 p.m. This is so strange. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. Uh, Wow, it's been a week. It's It's been a week. It's been a week, and it's also been uh, many moons since we recorded on a Saturday. This is a little nostalgic in a way. It's kind (laughs) of nice. But it, it's not, it, we didn't mean to do this. <laughs> not uh, intentional. No, no. Tuesday kind of came and gone. And then Thursday kind of came and gone. And we had a close call today was- because, <laughs> because <laughs> Kyle's internet went out and it was supposed to not come back until like later this afternoon. But we got lucky. Here we are against all odds, um, which is a good thing because there is a metric ton of things to talk about in in regards to pokemon go um so we'll we'll get to that and we'll talk about what we are and aren't going to talk about this week when we get to the news section but we have some things to do prior to that first and foremost is a shout out to four of our brand new patrons thistle smoke ray random tyler and tom thank you very much for your patronage looking forward to getting to know you and hanging out in the discord with you and all that good stuff Uh, make yourself at home all right, Kyle, the only other thing between us and the this gargantuan amount of news and and developments to discuss is let's let's lay it all bare before the goals, huh? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. You had set just one rinky dink goal for yourself. One measly goal. Yeah, and it was pain. to get the dex fillers from the Galler event. So pretty much that was base form everything new yep at least so how did we do i did it my that includes, man that includes all the evolutions i just picked one and evolved it i'll get more candy later or i already have it and i did exactly nice. one zation and one zamazenta raid so far <laughs> that's it and, really and that's it did it you know, caught him i'm good i think it's hilarious that zamazenta uh uses moonblast why it's a fighting type it's hilarious <laughs> Okay. It's just really funny. Is it? I I think it's funnier that Mewtwo uses Shadow Ball. Uh, you know what? Fair point. Fair point. Um, so that's a one out of one. Or if you want to really scale it up, it's a one hundred out of a hundred. That's how percentages work. Yes. Yeah. Good for you, Kyle. Very proud. Very proud. You, you take home the medal this week. Uh, well, for myself, uh, not nearly as much of a sweep as is yours. I, I had also put down all new Pokemon, which is kind of the same thing. I did manage that hatch 30 eggs. I did that and then walk 25 kilometers. So I got it for my 
my uh, thing for my next level, the level up challenge. And I didn't get that. I got to like 23. Oh, uh, no. Chris. Yeah. I've been locked in my house a lot this week. Yeah. For work yeah, no, and yeah. keeping an eye on my kitty cat, which if you hear him in the background, don't you worry. He just hates being in the bathroom because he's dealing with a with a little infection and uh, got to keep the mess in one place. But he's not happy about it. But yeah, so two out of three for me and Kyle, you won. You won this week. Maybe you should yeah. just start setting one goal and one goal only. You'll have a I, I do it if I think I could get away with it. No, uh, that was a one time thing. It's a, a one time thing. It was a one time thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So anyway, now that that's uh, you know done and dusted, I suppose, let's move into the news section. Yo, what's going on? It's the news. Okay, so there is a lot. Like we said, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of things to wade through. Here's what we're going to talk about in order and the things we're not going to talk about. We're going to talk about the spin distance reversion, the September Community Day announcement, Gold Battle League Season 9 information was released, and we're going to give that to Fish and DeFi E for next week. And then lastly, we're going to talk about September events and the season of mischief We'll do it. It's a big post to be the last thing we do for news. Okay, great. Awesome. Buckle up. Let's go. First thing on the list is, as mentioned, the spin distance reversion. If you are a player in Australia, New Zealand, and the States, you knew all about this topic. And, and even if you uh -huh. aren't and you listen to the show, we talked about it last week with a lot of gusto and emotion and anger <laughs> and annoyance anyway uh we there was a bunch of meetings with uh several niantic employees with some content creators that are part of like a, a you know just a, a group that they recognize as people that they can have discourse with and we were lucky enough to be able to participate in said conversation kyle was busy at I the time unfortunately busy is the wrong word my internet died five minutes before the call was supposed to happen and it yeah. didn't come back for three hours. Yeah, it was pretty painful. <laughs> it, it, Kyle never gets the chance to to join any of these meetings. So this was going to be like a one time thing and it was important. And his internet. I was uh, so upset. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry, but I did get to go and I did get to speak a little bit. And uh, I can't you know tell you who we spoke to. Um, out of respect to privacy for the Niantic employees we we talked with. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, other people that were there, except for the people that I've seen post about it on uh, social media, such as Ken from Lured Up and Adam as well, were in my group. Uh, so anyway, the sorts of things that were discussed were, of course, the displeasure with the with the change from 80 down to 40, right? And the reaction and how people took it and kind of thinking it about it at a meta level and what the optics mean and what's the vision. And so I should say, to begin with, they showed a couple of photos of a Pokestop, a, a POY, right? And it was, here's what this uh, point of interest looks like at 40 meters. It's a nice little picture of it, like a storefront, right? And here's what a picture of this location is at 80 meters. And you were like down the street, you could barely see it. It's pretty far away. Which to me, I was like, I get this. Now, this is something that I can understand, right? Like, it's a visual. I get what they're trying to say. And they're like, we want you to be able to explore these places. And we feel we feel like 40 is the right distance or it's more right than 80 or maybe it's not sort of thing. They're like, here's where we're coming from, right? And so while everybody else brought up, everybody else being upset and the accessibility issues, all those things were brought up. I used my opportunity to speak to talk about communication with Niantic. 
the thing I said was, you know, this is, a, I feel like a really a big case of it's not what you say, it's how you say it sort of thing. You know, it's not. And we talked about this again last week is that it's not like they were out of bounds with turning things back. It's that when there was a unified voice and pushback against it, the response we got to everybody saying, hey, we don't like this. It's not good for X, Y, and Z. Their reaction was this corporate-y sort of hollow-sounding kind of response that felt like a punt, right, to September 1st. And I brought all these things up, and the reaction from, from the Niantics that were there was, yeah, no, we agree. We think that that was a misstep. And to me, in that moment, I was like, wow, because I, I didn't really sugarcoat it. I just said it really felt disingenuous. It felt hollow. There's a lot of corporate speak. It wasn't, you know, person to person. You know, I was like, y'all need y'all need a spokesperson. You need somebody to make video updates and developer insights and things like that. Because when you show me these photos and you say to me pseudo face to face over a, a call, right, this is what our intention was. And here's examples. I like that. I get that more. Even if I disagree with you, like it, it doesn't hit me from a faceless logo based account sort of thing. Right. So anyway, they were really receptive to all this stuff and really nice and asking more questions, you know, and saying thank you. And like, oh, yeah, we totally understand where you're coming from. That was it was very clearly a misstep, you know, and all these other sorts of things. It, and it felt good. I walked away from that meeting feeling good. And a lot of people got to get a lot of things off their chest. I hope everybody walked away from it feeling fantastic. I know I did. Then. Like the next day, they reverted the distance back to 80 meters without a limit of, of like time when it's going to go back, if it is going to go back. So I'm going to put my flag in the sand and say, we won. We did it. Hashtag we did it. Trainers. Good job, everybody. Shining from the rooftops of their Twitter accounts into the big blue sky of the Internet. Appreciate you. Nice work. Kyle, any feedback? <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, oh, Twitter, but <laughs> every once in a while stuff works out and I was floored. I was at work and Chris is like, we got a lot of news to talk about. And I wasn't checking my phone. I checked and I'm like, you serious that, that this actually happened? I was yeah. so utterly convinced Niantic would stand their ground. I it's it's great it's it's fantastic i don't have anything else to say except no that's kind of it <laughs> it's good i really hope that niantic takes this opportunity to see that their fans care and it's not just because they are screaming about things they want because of this instance here and i also hope the community realizes that you have to take an appropriate stance when something is inappropriate Right. Not just scream to the heavens every time you don't like something. Yes. So, yeah, I, I think the, the to that point that you just made, I think the real big change here wasn't that it made the game easier and I liked it. It was this improves the quality of life in your game and for your players for these reasons. And yeah, 100 percent. I agree with you, but that's the way to go. But yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting it either. <laughs> and, yeah. and not this early, not before the first. Like, wow. It's I'm strange. interested. Yeah. It's just they had like five more days. Why why didn't they do? It's just like what's happening on the we're not there yet. What's happening on the first? They said something is still happening on the first. So. Yeah, there's they're gonna still like 
refer to all of the other issues and I think come up with a game plan. I'm not sure. They haven't said definitively that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping that it's something more than just a, yeah, thanks for all the feedback. Trainers were hard at work, blah, blah, blah. Like, I hope it's not that. I hope I, it's I, I don't think else. it is because if it was, they would have kept the spin distance until then so that it would be an impactful announcement. So I, I feel like they have to have something more to say hmm. that they maybe didn't want the spin distance to detract from. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Here's hoping. But there's not a whole lot else to say on this topic. We will have more to say next week after the September 1st post happens, and we'll react to that. But of course, spin distance reversion, two thumbs way, way up. Yep. Awesome. So next piece of news here, September Community Day. <gasps> wow. It's Oshawott, the sea otter Pokemon. It's uh. happening Sunday, September 19th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Features include, and are kind of limited to, uh, more Oshawott in the wild and when using rare rainy lure modules. Now, you might be wondering, well, uh, why would they even mention that? Because I don't really ever mention these in the past. It's because the, the, the lure modules don't really, except for base lure modules, don't really like affect the spawn rate of the community day pokemon so they're pointing this out in particular because it will but like i was gonna wait till we finished reading but since you've brought it up why doesn't matter i would still rather use a regular lure i mean it's because there's going to be five rainy lure modules in the community day box but those could have just been lures they could have been and but i think they want to encourage people to use the nice ones uh, they need to update it then because the the problem is that I, I don't know how this is actually going to work. The specialty lures pull from two pools. They pull from the regular lure pool, which is affected by the local spawns and the events and stuff like that. Then it pulls from a special lure pool for the specific lure. So Rainy is going to pull stuff that's specific to the Rainy pool what i which i couldn't list anything of right now obviously a seal yeah so is that gonna <laughs> is that gonna make those spawn too in which case you're eating spawns it's the reason you don't use special lures Ashuat is a regular spawn from rainy lures so it's fitting but it, it still sounds like it's just gonna eat spawns for other things that aren't community today yeah, I don't know. We're gonna that's we're gonna have question. to see. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. I I couldn't even begin uh, to know where to answer that question. So I guess we're gonna have to kind of wait and see because this is new verbiage. They haven't mm-hmm. formatted this before, so uh, we'll see. But uh, you can evolve Duwat into Samurott to learn Hydro Cannon. But in addition, similar to Blaziken Community Day, Razor Shell will also be unlocked for Samurott during and after the event. So this is how Blaze Kick was treated when it was introduced. On mm-hmm. Torchic, you know, Blaze King Community Day. So uh, it, it, you won't get Razor Shell from evolving. You will get Hydro Cannon, but you can TM for Razor Shell. Um, don't TM Hydro Cannon away. That's not what you're supposed to do here. <laughs> there was some confusion and argument about Blaze Kick when that came out. Like, oh, maybe some PvP potential, etc. I haven't seen anything on Razor Shell, so I can't speak about it intelligently. But something gives me the idea that somebody else might later on the show. So I'm going to drop it. In addition, there will be snapshot surprises. It'll be Oshawott. Community Day box with 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Lucky Eggs, 5 Rainy Lure Modules, as mentioned, and an Elite Fast TM that'll be available if you want to pay for it. $16.50, I think is how much it is. And there will be an exclusive special research story available for $1 
or your local equivalent named from scale shops to scimitars. Why? I'm not entirely. So it, I don't understand it. Really. The, the pun scale shops. It, it's bad, but I get it. Why are we referencing seams mist with scimitar? I don't understand because it's the samurai. It's but, like a samurai, but, but, uh, but, scimitars are not a samurai weapon no no they're not i'm not entirely sure either yeah i don't know i was when i was writing these notes i was like what are we trying to get here and i tried to look some stuff up and compare some things i have no idea gosh we're just we've fallen so far from the great ghastly we have fallen so far from the great ghastly (laughs) Uh, but the bonuses for this event too are three times catch experience kyle's favorite Incense and lures activated during event hours will last for three hours. And there you go. It's nice to have lures back on that list permanently again. So excited for Oshawak Community Day, Kyle, or no? No, not really. Oh, what? How dare you? It's a starter. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I don't I don't not negative about it, but I don't I'm not a huge fan of Oshawak. So it's it's kind of just existing for me. Asha, why not? <laughs> it's not it's not a not that interesting a Pokemon. I think Samurott's really cool, though. You heard it here first. Kyle hates sea otters. <laughs> yep. I'll have you know, a lot of people are fond of sea otters. They're kind of cute. They're no. industrious. Yes, they break yes, things up. But, but not Oshawott. With rocks and stuff, and they eat shells. Okay, fair enough. Moving on here. Go Battle League Season 9. As we mentioned, we won't be talking about this at all. Fish and DeFi will be covering it next week. This came out after they recorded earlier this week, so it won't be in this week's PvP corner. And we asked them to cover it for us, uh, and it's more proper for them to do so anyway. So uh, look forward to that. September events and the season of mischief. All right, here we go. It's almost September, so you know what that means. we got to talk about all the September stoof. So first and foremost, new research Pokemon for the breakthrough for the month of September. And it's going to be Ditto, and if you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Every Monday, a one-time purchase bundle containing a remote raid pass and other items will be available in the shop for a singular coin. Featured Pokemon and raids from the 1st to the 14th, so the first half of the month. It'll be Lugia. Not sure if it has Aeroblast. Blast. I don't think so. September 14th through October 1st, the second half of the month, it'll be your region's corresponding Lake Spirit, Azelf, Uxie, and Mesprit. And I believe they're Shinies released. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's exciting. There you go. Mega Pokemon and Raids, the first half of the month, first through the 14th, will be Mega Slow Bro. And September 14th through October 1st, we Mega Hound Doom. Raid hours will be every Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. local time and will feature the corresponding five star raid Pokemon currently available at that time. No special deviations. So if it's the first or the second one, it'll be Lugia. If it's the third or fourth one, it'll be the Lake Spirits. Your appropriate one, I suppose. Spotlight arrows will be every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. as they have been local time, of course. September 7th will be Spoink with two times Stardust on catch. September 14th will feature Ball Toy with two times XP on catch. September 21st will be Skitty with two times Candy on catch. And September 28th will be Alolan Meowth with two times Candy for transferring. And they also gave us a you know, like kind of a, a 
glimpse into the future of events as they usually do the season of mischief because we are starting a new season we'll get to that in just a moment here i want to finish the rest of this first the psychic spectacular is on the horizon that's going to run from september 8th through the 13th it usually features a bunch of psychic pokemon who would have guessed i would it's a safe assumption it'll be the same thing fashion week will be taking place from september 21st to the 28th new avatar items added to the shop stuff like that giovanni is missing for the time being so super rocket radars won't be able to track him down this is interesting giovanni has always been available if you had a super rocket radar and he just had whatever legendary he most recently had on him and so i guess they're putting the stop to this for now uh, which is interesting it could mean that we're getting a cool team rocket event in the future it could also just mean they wanted to break the cycle for a little bit who knows not entirely sure kyle any feedback on any of this stuff yet until we uh, or before we get to the season of mischief yeah sure the the thing to to give feedback on is the research breakthrough pokemon it's ditto yeah that's that's a really big deal first and foremost ditto is really hard to find as a regular player right now it is exceptionally difficult so much more so than when we had to do it for our special researches so I feel for the players that this would be like their first ditto or the ditto to complete their Mew research or wherever they may be. But it's shiny. It can be shiny. Yep. That's huge. And there's there's a little bit more in this season of Mischief that we'll cover about that, and I'll mention it there. But that's the standout for me. I couldn't care less about the raids personally. I really dislike the Lake Spirits when they come to raids. So, But shiny, Kyle. I don't care. I'm not going to raid them. I I will I will do raids just because they're there, but I'm not I don't want one. Sure. Okay. I'm okay. Fair enough. Yeah, so there's some there's some ditto stuff in this season's uh post. So let's get into this. It starts with trainers. The strange events of Pokemon Go Fest 2021 continue in the season of mischief. This season will focus on an adventure featuring Hoopa, the mischief Pokemon which you'll be able to encounter early on in this season's special research story, Misunderstood Mischief. When Hoopa summoned legendary Pokemon to Pokemon Go during Pokemon Go Fest 2021, that's a lot of Pokemon, time and space were distorted. Oh, were they? I must have missed that. Hoopa has also brought Pokemon originally discovered in the Galar region to Pokemon Go for the first time. Be sure to follow along during the season to see what else might happen. Oh, no. The season of mischief will run from Wednesday, September 1st at 10 a.m. to Wednesday, December 1st at 10 a.m. local time. So first up, Hoopa is arriving beginning September 1st at 10 a.m. So when this begins, you'll be able to access a season long special research story. I'm losing my mind about this already. (laughs) Throughout the season of mischief, you'll gain access to different sets of tasks in this special research story. For instance, you'll be able to encounter confined Hoopa by completing a set of tasks that'll unlock beginning September 5th. So how does this continue through the entire season? They've got a nice little section about this. This article is beautiful. They put a lot of little pictures on it. Big fan. You'll be able to access parts of this season's special research story when certain events begin. The special research story will focus on discovering more about Hoopa and the strange occurrences happening throughout the season. So stay tuned and follow along for the story for more details, obviously. If you complete this season's special research story, you'll gain access to a special event at the end of the season that might have something to do with Hoopa. I think it does. 
Hoopa Maybe. can't be tra- potentially. Hoopa can't be transferred to Pokemon Home for now for trainers unable to play during the season. Confined Hoopa may be available again in the future. If they know what's good for them, they'll do that. Especially since they brought it up. So the first two things they have here that we have, okay, in September, we have four unlocks mentioned here. On the 1st, the 5th, the 8th, and the 21st, two unknown dates in October, and two unknown dates in November. So this does really look like they have it laid out pretty well. So on the 1st, it'll be called Welcome to the Season of Mischief. The Season of Mischief begins. Hoopa has been playing pranks on the team leaders and Professor Willow. It's taking his glasses? And it's up to us to learn more about the mischief Pokemon. Why is it so mischievous? What else does it have in store for us this season? I feel like we keep asking the same questions here. On the fifth, Hoopa's arrival. Complete the seasonal special research tasks for an opportunity to catch Hoopa. On Sunday, September 5th from 11 to 5 p.m. local time, various strange phenomena will be happening all over the world. Maybe this has something to do with Hoopa. Maybe it does. (laughs) else could it be i don't get it oh god uh also i can't get over the there's a nice big high res uh incense image right here mm-hmm. i can't get over how much the incense coming out of the top just looks like a wick it looks like one of those small like cherry bombs it does it doesn't look very um smoke or wisp like incense <laughs> Uh, the following types of Pokemon will be appearing in the wild and attracted to incense at the listed local times. This is for that event on the 5th, by the way, from 11 to 5. It'll be Psychic from 11 to noon. Also, 1 to 2 and 3 to 4 will have Psychic. There'll be Dark and Ghost from 12 to 1, 2 to 3, and 4 to 5. So they flip back and forth between Psychic and then Dark and Ghost. So there you go. Available Pokemon include the following for the Psychic type hours. We've got an Execute Jinx, Not to Spoink, Girafferig. Mana, Beldum, and more, obviously. For Dark and Ghost, Alolan Rattata, everybody's favorite Dark-type Pokemon. Poochiana, Duskull, Purloin, Sableye, Carvana, for those of you who still need more shiny Carvana, and Drifloon, and more, obviously. I'm not, you know, that makes me nervous when they say and more, which is all the time. Other event bonuses will be a collection challenge available featuring Pokemon attracted to incense during the event hours. The collection challenge will reward Hoopa Candy and the Pokeball Lift Avatar Pose. They mentioned that like we're supposed to know what that looks like. I, I I don't know what that looks like, but it sounds cool. I like it. Do, does it? I think someone's just like using doing like bicep curls with Pokeballs or something. Yeah, but like it's got to be a specific point in that pose because they're not going to do the full range motion. And I feel like it'll probably look good. They could, because they have animated poses now. The most they have is some finger wiggling and hip jiggling. I don't think they're going to move a full arm. Okay, let's not let's not reduce those incredible poses down to finger wiggling and hip jiggling. Okay, it. I mean, it is what they are, though. I feel like finger wiggling and hip jiggling would be a great (laughs) title for an autobiography. For who? You. (laughs) For me? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I was I was gonna say like like prince yeah okay you know what <laughs> fair enough that's a much better i think that's a better example uh you learn twice the candy for transferring pokemon during this event a free bundle containing incense will be available in the shop and complete event exclusive field research tasks to earn rare candies and a variety of pokeball types 
that's strange to me that they brought that's, that up. That's a weird. Do you think they're going to add a new type of ball? I don't know. It's just usually they'll just say pokeballs. Even yeah. if it's ultra balls, they'll just say pokeballs. Yeah, they do. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but what else is happening during the season of mischief? Mischief abound throughout the season. You can look forward to mischief. What strange occurrences will be happening in Pokemon Go? You'll have to wait and see. Why do they even put this in here? They said this like eight times. Different Pokemon will be appearing in the wild. As the seasons change, different Pokemon will be appearing in different areas across the world. And they put little icons here implying the biomes. I think that they've never actually confirmed. confirmed. Uh, But this looks like a city. Shows a Shuppet, Trubbish, and a Gathita. And more, obviously. Then there's some trees. Must be a forest. Teddy Ursa, Shelmet, and Carablast. What a gaggle and more. of and more, obviously, but I would I like to believe that there's just there's three Pokemon out there. I I would lose my mind. <laughs> and there's a little picture of a mountain. Must be in the mountains, huh? Geodude, Rhyhorn, and Slugma, and more. And then it, water, ocean, rivers, streams, lakes, whatever. Crabby, horsey, mantine, and more. In addition, there are some hemispherical divides as well. For the Northern Hemisphere, I'm looking at a Jigglypuff, Slowpoke, Chikorita, Torch, not Torchic, Cyndaquil, <laughs> Totodile, Bidoof, the God Comes Home, and uh, Deerling. I think that's that's fall. That's the fall Deerling again. Southern Hemisphere is looking at Clefairy, Roselia, Snivy, Tepig, Oshawott, Timpole, Spring Deerling, and more. It's going to be some different Pokemon hatching from eggs as well. 2Ks will have both of the Nidorans, Barboach, Drifloon, and more. Five Ks will have Seal, Pineco, Sableye, Chimeco, and more. And the 10 Ks will have Audino, Mindfu, and more. Now, that's good because Mindfu was only available as a GBL reward before. Mm-hmm. So this is exciting. And eggs earned from Adventure Sync rewards in the Adventure Sync 5K. There's going to be Shield on Kranidos, Pink Frillish, and more. And then the 10 K, I'm looking at a Riolu, Dino, Noibat, and more. So. Do what you will. Now, I would like to po- uh, to to pause and get Kyle's input on the egg pools because he is my guiding light in this case <laughs> that I ignore every month. Yeah, it's the guiding light you you put sunglasses on to look at. Yes, um, I'm not even going to talk about the other pools. Just the Adventure Sync ones. They always make them look so much better than they are. So these six Pokemon look great. Just you got to remember that there's 12 more Pokemon in these two pools. But <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Uh, the 5K pool is actually kind of compelling. Sableye in 5Ks is, is always good. Chimeco's not bad. Pineco's Shiny Chance. It's not an overly common Pokemon. Yeah, but to get a good Sableye, it's got to be a purified one now. Needs needs to have return. So Understood. And... Odd knows better to catch than hatch. So it's kind of almost going to be lackluster to get out of an egg because you'll get but less shiny. stardust than if you caught one. But it could be shiny, Kyle. Yes, it could be shiny. Look, I, okay, if you, if you need a shiny odd no, it's, it's not terrible. I, that, that's, that's it. My, mine foo is, is the obvious winner, but it's going to be the rarest. So whatever. 2%. 2%. We don't have any numbers. 2%. Don't, don't, don't pretend Niantic gives us the percentages. They don't. There, there's no 12k egg pool yeah they're not getting updated it's gonna stay absolute garbage 
I still hatch them. So I, I feel inclined to share that I hatched my first ever sand dial like two weeks ago. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm on like ten, man. What are you doing? It, look, first off, they're really rare. Second off, I don't hatch very many of them. And third, I did trade for one, so it wasn't even a dex filler when I hatched it. It was Who did just you trade candy. for, it? huh? Who, who traded one to you? Uh it, it was at dinner over uh, GoFest when we were. Did I Indiana. give that to you? No, I. Mitch, I, I, I think it was DeFi, Me? but I don't remember. Could have been anybody. It could have been literally anybody. Everybody there plays more than we do, and and you know. <laughs> I could totally check and see who it's from. But where's the fun in that? I like just shooting in the dark. That's fun. <laughs> There's only two more guesses that were at dinner that day. <laughs> there is uh, this next thing here, though, is actually kind of interesting. Mega evolution bonuses. During each month of the season of mischief, a different Pokemon will receive a CP boost when Mega evolved. September will be Mega Slowbro. October's Gengar. And November is Houndoom. So they're going to be even more powerful than they are in their mega forms during that month. I think that's kind of cool to encourage the lesser used evolutions to be be more used, I suppose. Uh, first, I, I feel inclined to say that it was actually our very own legendary Moo who traded it to me. Ah, OK, good. Thank you. That. But what are you talking about? Lesser used mega slow, bro, at least it hasn't been around long enough to be called lesser used, I feel. But I'm not necessarily talking about these selections. I'm talking about if they do this in the future, they could leverage it for us to be like, yeah, bring out the Ampharos, you know, like. It's nice to see them bring this back because remember, they did start doing this. They started with Mega Charizard and then I don't remember if they did it again, but they said they were going to do it. So, yeah, that's true. That that was when Megas first came out. Uh, Yeah. Well, it was right after the first revamp of Mm -hmm. Megas. Mm hmm. I just I'm hope what I'm saying is I like this and I hope that they do more and they they bring in more uh not Gengar as options because everybody uses Gengar. But it's because there's no other option that's as good. Yeah, so I'm saying he doesn't need the help. It's October. That's why they're doing yeah, Gengar. It's October. Like I, I yeah. figured we wouldn't have to say anything, but yeah, it's October. So. Yeah, it's October. Uh and then here we are. We finally arrived at the bottom of the article. Ditto transformations. There seems to be a change in the species of Pokemon that Ditto is transforming into in the wild. There is now a chance that the following Pokemon will be instead a Ditto when caught. Ghastly, Drowsy, Remoraid, Teddy Ursa, Gulpin, Nummel, Stunky, Dwebble, and Fungus. Good old Fungus. So this raises an interesting question about shininess, because what they've done before is if a Pokemon was shiny, they removed it from the pool. And this pool is chock full of shiny possible Pokemon. Yeah, it's got four of them. Now, Kyle, do you know what's going on with this? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I can't find the source, but I did read it that. If the Pokemon is shiny, it's not a ditto. Period. End of story. There's no confusion. There's no possibility of confusion. And as you know, the game rolls if it's a ditto first, because if it's a ditto, it's a ditto for everybody. But if it's a shiny, it's not a shiny for everybody. So if if the game decides it's going to be a ditto, it cannot be shiny, but it still can be a shiny ditto. You don't know till you catch it. That's the that's the big one for me. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, oh, now you got to chase every single ditto your discord shouts out. 
<laughs> it's going to be so hype catching one and seeing the shine, though. Yeah, it's after the transformation. It should do O and then do O. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, so uh, if you're a little confused about that, there is an answer. I think that is Niantic confirmed as well. But again, I, I didn't see the source. I just read the explanation. So there you go. That's it for September and the season of mischief. Looks like we're going to have our hands full. It'll be fun. I'm excited for this season-long special research story. Yahoo! But, uh, Mr. Kyle, let's let's pass on over to you for Gear Up. How about that? So this week on Gear Up, first and foremost, I need to print a retraction from last week's episode. I said Urshifu was going to be bad. I'm wrong. I'm a big enough person to admit I'm wrong. I had either poor data or I was reading it wrong. Urshifu is going to be very... Very good. Exceptionally good. Second only to Lucario. If you don't include Megas and Shadows, which I usually don't win. But what about Mega Lucario? Look, look, Mega Lucario is going to be so far and above, like, literally everything else. Although, I guess it depends how stats work out, because Mega... No, Mega Machamp's not... Mega Machamp's not a thing. It's Dynamax Machamp, right? Dynamax Machamp. We'll see when that... Gigantamax Machamp. You know what? Because Dynamax, everything can Dynamax. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> that said, Dynamax doesn't get extra stats, so it doesn't matter to this discussion. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Urshifu, good. Be excited. All of the typings are irrelevant because they all have the same stats, just different secondary types, if it has one. And the secondary types are bad because it as of right now, it doesn't get any good coverage moves. So you don't have to worry about that. Moving on. I have a really bad Ashwat pun here, and I'm just going to read it because I can't fit it into my transition. And this section is called Ashwata Control. I have to I have to continue all of what Chris has done. This I'm proud of you. Thank you for thank I did, you for I did write this. this. I did write this without Chris saying anything. So it's it's. <laughs> We're just on the same wavelength. Yeah, sharing the same brain cell today. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna go through this one real quick because there's not a whole lot to say. Hydro Cannon, it's OP. It's it's very, very strong. We've we've known this forever. Unfortunately, Chris mentioned earlier, Razor Shell, we know nothing about. As far as I've seen, the numbers have still not been put in the game. So we don't even know if it's going to be good. But Blaze Kick was really good for Blaziken. So fingers crossed. But what does this mean for Samurai? Well, currently, its moveset Waterfall Hydro Pump is awful. It's, it's absolutely abysmal. Waterfall Hydro Cannon is pretty great. But how does it compare to the rest of the, the roster? Well, numbers wise, everyone loves numbers, right? 14.57 DPS, 573 TDO. Not terrible, not great. It's pretty comparable to Feraligator and Empoleon in terms of overall performance. And I'm sure when you hear that, you're like, wow, I use so many Feraligator and Empoleon. I can't wait to replace them. Said nobody ever. Nope. (laughs) It is worse than Swampert, although not by like an earth shattering amount. And drastically worse than Kyogre, but I, I feel like that one didn't even really need to be said. You, it's hard to beat Swampert 
typing alone. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I don't think anybody beats Kyogre ever. I, I can't think of another like legendary water type that's going to come out and contend with Kyogre, but I'd have to double check that one. So it's safe to assume. Does Mega Blastoise even beat Kyogre? Yeah, yeah. Mega, Mega Blastoise blows it out of the water. It is, <laughs> it is far and away the best water type when you count Megas. But <laughs> blows like it out I, of the water. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, but as I said at the top of this section, I don't count Megas and Shadows when I try to inform people about stuff because it's safe to say if a Shadow version of something good exists, it's just better. And megas are just really good as long as they're type accurate because the damage is absurd. Just a quick bit about PvP because I only looked at it very briefly. Samurott is bad. Samurott's like real bad. And it's it's multifold. One, the moveset's awful. Hydro Pump is not good. It's got a bunch of bug fast. Uh, it's got a bug fast move that it prefers to use over Waterfall. What's wrong with that? Uh, it just doesn't get stabbed. It's just... Because oh. Samurott is a mono water type. It's one of those starters. And unfortunately, there are some very, very strong water types to compete with. <laughs> so, yeah. Like Basculin. Yeah, Basculin. And Can't wait to see the stats of Basculegion, though. Goldine. That's true. Basculegion could be, could be incredible. Could it could be, be game changing. It could be. Move over, Kyogre. That said, we do already have a really, really good water ghost type. So, yeah. Frillish? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. It, is it good in like DPS, like PVE DPS? I know it's no, great no, PVP. No, it's, it's terrible. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay. on the PVP section. Chris, I, I, I know. I'm curved. sorry. I'm getting loosey goosey. I'm sorry. I'm taking you curved. off the track here. Just <laughs> keep going. As said, there's just, there's just one more comment to make. Hydro Cannon is ridiculously strong. And it makes Samurott a lot better for PvP. But it's still not good. I still don't think anyone's going to use it. Except for fun. Dang. Them's fighting with bro. And that's Razor Shell is insanity. Maybe maybe Razor Shell is what it's missing. But with its current moveset, it's ranked like 500 in Great League. I I don't think. I I think it's reasonable for us to not expect Razor Shell to be phenomenal. Yeah, and it's just, I really think it's the typing. Just mono water type really holds Samurott back. Whereas, you know, Blaze Kick was a big deal for Blaziken. It already had a pretty okay typing with fire and fighting. Both the well, fire is a little less useful, at least in Great League, but fighting his uh uses in all three league. So we'll have to see, but I'm I'm just hunting for the shinies this time around. Okay, so I got to come clean really quick because I, I did kind of make it sound like you hated sea otters, and that's that is still the case. Get ready for the angry emails, Kyle. But I'm also not a big Oshawott super fan. <laughs> I think it's cute. I do, you know, but it's it's liked by people in the same way that Poplio is really liked by I people. Don't like Poplio, and I don't understand that. I think Poplio's Poplio's fine. I just don't understand the 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 love you know especially when rowlet's right there yeah <laughs> it's, i mean poplio is just unforgivable in my opinion oh no it's not unforgivable i think it's cute to a degree it, i just i don't i don't think it's no. exceptional i don't 
I think Samurott is a phenomenally designed Pokemon. If I it think were it's, a Digimon. No. I, I think it's what third stage evolution should have strived to be. And I think it's why Embor is an absolute failure of a design. Hmm. Because you have Samurott right there to compare with. And it's just, it's where Embor should have gone to. And so that's why I harbor a little jealousy there. Hey, man. I like Embor. Teach their own. No. <laughs> You're like, no, you can't. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. <laughs> but thank you for that gear up, Kyle. Appreciate it. Looking forward to Razor Shell hopefully being really good, but I'm not sure. I'm not going to get my hopes up, rather. All right, this week, I, I made the executive decision before we began that we would not do Pokalore again just because of the amount of news in the news section. Although, looking at the time now, I think we probably could have squeezed it in, no problem. But the decision's already made. The die has been cast. We'll be back with Pokalore next week, I promise <laughs> you. Unless, for some reason, the world falls apart, which it could. It could. But that means it's Pokeball time. Last week's Pokepole was what upcoming Pokemon game would you like to see a cross promotional event in Pokemon Go for? What would it look like? First response from Zizzy B. And they said, I think the funniest one might be something really off the wall, like Pokemon Pinball. I can't say I'm really creative enough to give a good original what would it be like, but I'm positive it would include a Pikachu with a hat. It's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. Yeah. I don't I don't know about pinball, but this got me thinking about a shuffle crossover and what that would look like. And it'd be really weird if they replaced the icons with all of the shuffle icons <laughs> in some uh, capacity like they did with the 8-bit icons a million years ago. But uh, what about Pokemon Quest, the same one with like the voxel type looking? Yeah. I mean, hey, that's still getting updates in China, so... Yeah, I hear they're getting Johto added. Yeah, it's it's uh it's got a, a player base somewhere, just not sure does. in the West. It sure does. Next response is from Barry Cherry. I'm very excited for Pokemon Legends Arceus. So a tie-in with that would be fun. Maybe Arceus and Raids or special research where we could get rewarded with his Suin form Pokemon and outfits from the game, perhaps. Good idea. I'd be down for that. Especially the the Hisuian outfits would be so cool. Fingers crossed. I don't I don't know. If they would be cool, but they could be cool. They could be cool. Last one's from Calvin. They said, Mystery Dungeon would be good with the new choose your own path tasks, building your own rescue team. Yeah, okay. I could see a special research around that. That'd That'd be be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd be into that. Pokemon having lines of dialogue and you get to choose. That'd be sweet. Be so down for that. The anime had several um, filler episodes where the Pokemon were talking to each other and doing side stuff. So it'd be kind of cool if we had a special research that wasn't one of the team leaders and wasn't Willow, you know, driving the narrative. But like you could like while you're sleeping, you, you have a dream and you have to go through this adventure where Pokemon can speak or something in the game. That'd be so cool. I, I agree. This week's Pokepole question is. If you could add a move to any Pokemon's move pool in Pokemon Go, what move would you pick and for which Pokemon? This question is made for people smarter than I am. Oh, they just <laughs> have fun with it. Like, here's my answer. You ready? Oh, no. Give Giratino Shadow Punch. <laughs> oh, see, my answer, <laughs> my answer was going to be give Giratino Lick. Oh, <laughs> not only is it hilarious. Yeah. It is 
just also slightly better than Shadow Claw. So sure, sure, sure. Uh, that makes sense. That's like an actual. That's like real answer. I, was, I went for the memes right away. No, no. Okay, it'd be a pretty painful punch though if it could somehow maneuver those spikes directly into you. It's more like a stab than a punch. I mean, if you got if you got things at the end of your fists that poke people, it's still a yeah. punch. Is it though? Like, yeah. what what is a stab but a punch with a point? Uh, I believe a stab requires a weapon. Hands can be weapons. Not no. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, they can be. Yeah. I, I I think by definition they cannot be. I mean, if you train in hand to hand combat, I think they become weapons. God, no. How many Steven Seagal movies have you seen, Kyle? Uh probably zero because Steven Seagal's a terrible person. True. So, true. No. But not Steven Seagal. The the seagull named Steven that I know. He's in the yeah, area. Yeah. Probably a nicer person. I would assume so. And he's not even a person. So that's how bad Steven Seagal is, huh? <laughs> Had no idea. Anyway, if you, dear listener, have an answer to this question, you can do so when we post it on Twitter. Or if you're a patron of ours, we have a whole channel dedicated to it and the Discord. You can also leave us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And I didn't reset it, but again, the question is, if you could add a move to any Pokemon's move pool in Pokemon Go, what move would you pick and for which Pokemon? Looking forward to hearing all of your fun and much more intelligent answers than ours. Well, at least mine. Kyle, Kyle made a good effort. <laughs> but it's that time of the show where we pass it over to Fish and DeFi E. This week, they're going to be doing a bunch of little things. They're going to be doing uh, some mail, some uh some updates they're going to be doing a math related vocabulary lesson apparently oh boy boy very excited for that uh over to the two of you hi i'm fish on a hater and i'm defi 250 and this is pvp corner the pvp segment that we're warning you might involve some math defi what is going on in pvp right now well, let's go ahead and start off with Go Battle League. It is currently open week. So August 23rd to August 31st, it is open great, open ultra, and open master league. We're going to keep plugging it so we don't forget. Go Battle Night is this week, so it'll be here and gone by the time you hear this. 6 p.m. to midnight, local time. Fish? Yes? I just realized I'm going to be working too. I oh, work no! Thursday night. <laughs> I, I won't miss it all, though. I'll be home, so I'll be able to catch, like, the 9 o'clock to midnight. If I stay awake that long, I could play for, like, three hours. How is your week going for Go Battle League this week? Are you doing great? Ultra Masters, what are you dabbling in? Any good memes for you? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, you know, being the self diehard that I am, I'm, I'm going with Great League. And I did do Meme of the Week again on my stream. This week it was Alakazam. With Counter, which I've talked up on the podcast before, it was okay. Still not a super high win rate, but I feel like if I wanted to try and learn that one a bit better, I could improve that win rate. Very cool. I have been doing 
just kind of my standard gobble squad, the fight and gobbler line of Altaria, Defense Deoxys, and Lantern. And it's been going okay. I have been running into a couple kind of popular teams, kind of your YouTuber teams that are kind of hard countering me. So I'm trying to figure out, do I stick with the team, which is usually my plan, or do I try to change it up kind of halfway through the week? It's a tough choice to make because like so many times you do change that team and then immediately get the thing that high counters the new team. Exactly. (laughs) A lot of times I recommend just stick it out. If your team is good, just sticking it out with the team you've got. So as of recording, GBL season nine is very fast approaching. In fact, we've only got like six days left of this season as of this recording. So chances are actually pretty high that by the time the podcast comes out, we will have info on GBL Season 9. Unfortunately, we don't have it at this stage, so we can't give it to you, but we will probably be able to report on it next week. We have a really quick mailbag, just one quick question that we want to address. So this mailbag question comes to us as an email from Kevin, and Kevin asks... What are your opinions on adding critical hits to trainer battles? Could make the playing field more open as it takes away most guaranteed matchups. You could also add a third shield to balance it out. What are your thoughts? So first to explain critical hits for those who don't play the main series games. A critical hit is something that happens completely randomly when you attack or when your opponent attacks that just basically does more damage with the move. It's basically like they've uh, hit you in like a, a sensitive weak point and it, it does more damage. And so I actually thought that I didn't need to look this up because uh, I thought it was just a simple times two multiplier. But, but then I did look it up and it turns out it's actually a lot more complicated than that. There is yet another complicated mathematical equation and it means that a critical hit can do anywhere from like 1.5 times the original move's damage up to two times the damage, depending on your level. Yep, and it has changed so many times in the history of the main series. So it can, critical hits in the main series are a bit complicated, but in Pokemon Go, you could make it a lot more simple. We have something similar when you get the boost, it kind of boosts your attack by two stages or one stage, but that lasts the whole battle. A critical hit is kind of a one-time thing. In the main series, it ignores moves like Light Screen that boost your defense. What that could look like in Pokemon Go is a critical hit could ignore, let's say you're up against a Lapras that is used Skull Bash. Its defense is up a stage. Critical hit ignores that and just does a bunch of damage. Another little thing about the main series is that you have affection with your Pokemon. So if you play with your buddy and feed it berries and it's at maximum affection, it's more likely to land a critical hit. That seems like a really good way to tie it into Pokemon Go and using the buddy system. So maybe if a Pokemon is your buddy, it's going to be more likely to be able to land those critical hits. Which is an interesting idea because at the moment, PvP is very segregated from the rest of the mechanics of Pokemon Go. So having something like that where putting the time into making a Pokemon your buddy will then increase the likelihood of a critical hit is is a, a very kind of revolutionary idea. I hope that answers your question, Kevin, and thank you so much for emailing us. Heading into our self check-in, just a quick reminder that the World Championships preliminary stages will be going from Monday, September 6th to Friday, September 10th. We have our 16 to take on 
the current continental champions. And once we get more news on like the meta that they'll be using, we will report on that. Speaking of self, we had a bet. Remember, <laughs> I thought you were going to do better. You thought I was going to do better in the global rankings. I won the bet because you kicked my butt. And you have to write a jingle. How's that jingle coming, Fish? Well, I can report that I have officially written this darn jingle. <laughs> it is completed. I just need to record it now. And I can confidently say that next week we will be able to end the segment with a PvP corner jingle. I am very excited. I have been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. It won't disappoint. It's going to be so embarrassing, but it's going to be pretty good at the same time. So look forward to that. All right. With that, are you ready for our deep dive, Fish? Let's do the deep dive. All right. Our deep dive today is a vocabulary lesson brought to us by Getsu Fractal. Here are some questions that have taken me nine months of podcast to kind of figure out. Please define the following terms. Spammy, in the back, glass cannon, tanky, safe swap, stab, bulky, farm down, etc. I'm still looking for the answer to this one. What's the formula that defines a Pokemon's bulk? Please use math. <laughs> What's a stat product? Again, please use math. So, DeFi, do you want to start us with farm down? What's a farm down? So a farm down is when you're battling your opponent and you try to take down a Pokemon without using a charge move to do it. And it's a way to get a lot of energy. So let's say you notice, like I've got my lantern and I'm up against a Skarmory and I could use a charge move to take it out or I could farm it down or just use my fast move damage to take that Skarmory all the way down to zero health and then am able to take all of that energy, all of that power into the next matchup. For example, you might try and farm down an opponent, so take out the rest of their HP using just fast moves, and you might misjudge how long that takes, so the opponent gets to another charge move themselves before they faint, and then you're faced with the decision, do you waste another shield protecting this Pokemon and its energy, or do you just let the Pokemon go and let all that energy go to waste. So it's a very, very important tactic to learn, but it's not foolproof. It definitely has weaknesses. DeFi, what is spammy? What does that mean? We consider a spammy Pokemon to be one that can fire lots of low energy charge attacks really, really quickly. One Pokemon I think of that is particularly spammy is Obama Snow with Powder Snow and Weather Ball. Just a Pokemon that can apply a lot of charge move pressure by firing off those charge moves again and again. Yeah, and there are plenty of other Pokemon like that. I, I talked about normal cast form before with its Hex and Weather Ball. Uh, Politoed is a very popular one. Swampert with its Mudshot and Hydro Cannon. There's no official line in the sand. Like, this is how often a Pokemon needs to get a charge move off to be considered spammy. However, we have talked about PV Poke before, which is like the authority on PVP research and, and data. And they have a classification for certain Pokemon. So if you go to the ranking section on PV Poke and just type in spammy in the search box, it will come up with a list of Pokemon that it considers 
to be spammy. All right, Fish. Getsu Fractal asked for math. What is stat product? So, yeah, that is probably one of the few ones that does require a bit of math, but it's not too difficult. It's basically the number you get when you multiply a Pokemon's attack, defense, and HP stats. And we're not talking about its IVs. So that number you get when you appraise a Pokemon that's anywhere between 1 and 15, that's not what we're talking about. That number is just a representation of how good that Pokemon is compared to others of the same species. In reality, all Pokemon have a more hidden attack, defense, and HP stat that's usually in the triple figures. So if you take a look at the rank 1 Swampert for Great League, I'm on PV Poke again, and it says here the rank 1 has an attack stat of 121, a defense stat of 110, and stamina of 139. The stat product is just the number we get when we multiply all those together, which is around, for this Pokemon, 1.8 million. Now, PV Poke, to make it simpler for us to understand, just removes a lot of those zeros <laughs> for us. So when you look at it, it will only say 1,800. We basically use that number to determine how many total stats you can fit into a Pokemon at that level. A higher stat product generally means it's bulkier and can take more hits. All right, you just mentioned this word bulky and tanky. What do those words mean? Well, yeah, uh, that is basically just taking into account the HP and defense and ignoring attack. We have talked on the podcast in the past about how attack on a Pokemon will make its CP go up faster than the defense and HP. So we kind of look at those two stats as the more important stats. And when we talk about bulk, we're talking about what has the best combination of HP and defense. Chansey is super, super bulky because it just has infinite HP. Defense Deoxys actually has quite low HP, but it is ridiculously high in defense. So we consider that to be bulky as well. So it doesn't need to be high in both of those stats, just enough so that, you know, you can see it in practice. If, if it can take a lot of hits, it's bulky or tanky. Those two, those two words are interchangeable. So then we've talked about bulk and tank. That leads us to the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a glass cannon. DeFi, what is a glass cannon? A glass cannon is a Pokemon that has really strong offensive skills, a crazy high attack. When you get hit by a charge move by this Pokemon, it is going to hurt. However, this Pokemon can't take a hit on its own. It has very little defense. It has very little HP. So for an example, Gengar is a glass cannon Pokemon. When you get hit by a Shadow Ball from Gengar, it hurts. But if you've been up against the Gengar in PvP, you know that it can't take a punch whatsoever. So that's what we mean by glass cannon. What about in the back? We've heard that mentioned a lot. What's that? So basically in the back just means if I've got my team, let's say of three in Go Battle League or I'm in the Sylph Arena and I've got my three Pokemon I'm going into battle with, this just means something that's not your lead. So let's say my first Pokemon that comes out is an Altaria and I've got my Lantern in the back. So by in the back, I just mean it's not my lead. It's something that I want to save for maybe towards the end of the match. Kind of going along with in the back, Fish, what's a safe swap? 
A safe swap is just when you lose the lead, having a Pokemon there that you can swap into that doesn't have any or is unlikely to have any serious weaknesses. So something like a Frostlass or Vigoroth or Sableye, they're all Pokemon that don't have a lot of very common weaknesses and can also really, really benefit from an energy advantage. So if you swap into that Pokemon, it will usually get a couple of fast moves off before your opponent can react and bring in their own counter to that and so often these safe swap pokemon can benefit from having that little bit of extra energy lead it might even be able to reverse that matchup flip that matchup over another example of a safe swap might just be something that can take a lot of hits so defense deoxys again you know i bring that up (laughs) i bring that one up a lot it is a safe swap because not only does it have a lot of coverage against different things but it's it can just take such a beating and still survive So then that leads us to the last one, which is Stab. What is Stab? Why are we stabbing Pokemon, DeFi? Well, Stab clearly means shiny type attack bonus, and it's because shinies do more damage in PvP. Yep, done. All right, that was PvP Corner. No, no, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Shinies don't actually do more damage. It's a joke from Zionic, a fantastic PvP content creator. If you don't follow him, please go check him out. Um, That's a joke that kind of comes from his community. What STAB actually stands for is same type attack bonus. In Pokemon Go, it's a 1.2 multiplier or a 20% boost for a Pokemon to use a move that shares its type. So for example, Empoleon is a water and steel type Pokemon. When it uses Hydro Cannon, Hydro Cannon does kind of 20% more damage because it's there's a water type Pokemon using it. But when Empoleon uses Drill Peck, a flying type charge move, Drill Peck does not benefit from that 20% boost. So Drill Peck just does its normal amount of damage when Empoleon uses it. If a flying type Pokemon used Drill Peck, then it would get that 20% boost. And that's it. We hope that helps. We love hearing your feedback. So if you have any questions or suggestions, for myself and DeFi, you can send it through to the mailbag at mail at gocastpodcast.com or you can hit us up on our social channels, which you will find in the show notes. Other than that, we will send it back to Chris and Carl. See you next week. Bye. Thanks to Million Fish and DeFi E, another wonderful PvP Corner segment as always. You guys are the best. But this is the uh, the next section here. We're getting to the end of the show. Uh, I keep forgetting. We didn't do Pokelore, so I'm all thrown off, Kyle. Can you help me level set? Where are we at again? It's time for emails. So we've got we've got a handful of emails this week to go through. This first one is from Mighty Splats. And they said, hi, Chris Travis and Sep Kyle. Ooh, Sep Kyle's a good Sep one. Kyle is good. Yeah. Uh, as Galar is now here in Pokemon Go and is based on the UK, do you think the UK will get its own regional exclusive at some point? I think it'll be Stonejourner, the Stonehenge Pokemon. It has to be, right? What do you guys think? And do you think any other Gen 5 Pokemon will become regional exclusives elsewhere? Love the show. Cheers, Mighty Splats. Well, first of all, Stonejourner, because it's a Stonehenge Pokemon, is an excellent choice if they were going to go that route. Yes. I I agree. Just looking over the roster i can't think of anybody else they could probably get away with without upsetting people yeah the pool yeah. for galar is just so low 
Did you do pinch pincuritan? Pincuritan? I can't say. Pincuritan? Yeah. It's pinch and urchin put together. But it doesn't, it's only got one H, so it's pincuritan. Pincuritan. Yeah, pincuritan. See, there you go. Oh, it's like sea urchin and pincushion put together. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Uh, There you go. uh, Okay. Um, I, I think Stonejourner is the choice if they were going to do it in Gen 8. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room for other regionals, to be super honest with you, because they can't, they can't put like Dreepy elsewhere because it's the pseudo. Uh, yeah, and like, I, I don't know, they can't. Would they dare put Cramorant as a regional? No. Steve, from Instagram oh, Factory, he would, would cry if it wasn't here. Mind. Yeah, he would. He'd be very upset. Yeah, uh, no, I think a lot of people would be upset. Cramorant's pretty popular. But no, I th- I really think they'll probably they probably won't dip into the pool at all. But if they did, Stonejourner for the UK is such an excellent idea. So thank you very much for that. Mighty Splats. Appreciate you writing in. Next email is from Everlaster E. Yet another poem. Yes. Hope I can do it justice. Galler is a cool place. It's fun. Watch Wulu lie in the sun. See Squovit dash about and greet and eat. Marching in order. Phalanx will meet. Life is fun, no dismay. Just don't think about the darkest day. Shiny chimneys and ducks, bear traps and cats, weaponized dogs and raids. Kyle should learn how to eat Kit Kats <laughs> over my dead body. Uh-huh. Can be arranged. I love this unlock of ultra varieties. Shabbyization adds notoriety. I'm glad you like poems. They're challenging to write. I think that's all. Have a good night. Everlaster E with a Shedinja Halloween costume. Please give us more Halloween costumes for October. I, I would like a Shedinja Halloween costume. That'd be great. I would never <laughs> take it off. Uh, this is good. It's good. Except for the Kit Kats. I eat Kit Kats the proper way. Chris is the one who needs to learn how to eat them. I don't think so. I think I need to hold a master class or something <laughs> on like Skillshare on how to eat Kit Kats. You know? <laughs> They're not even sponsored. I just keep hearing them in all these other podcasts I listen to. But let's do it. Take me on board. I'll do it. I will absolutely teach people the right way. The secret is to not care. Eat Kit Kats like nobody's watching. (laughs) Because why is somebody watching you eat Kit Kats? It's super weird. Anyway, thank you, Everlaster E, for another wonderful poem. I love this one, too. This one was great. Uh, But that last line, for sure, that I think that's all have a great night to me was like, and to... uh, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Definitely came into my mind pretty quick Mm -hmm. there. But anyway, this next email is from Chris. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Hope you're both doing well. It's been a while since I've emailed you. I wanted to email you because I have a dilemma and need your advice. I have a lot of 2016 to 2018 Pokemon. Some of my community insist I should keep them because they're rare and higher likelihood of becoming lucky. My dilemma is whether to keep or send to Professor, a.k.a. grind them. I'm not close with the community, so I don't trade at all, despite my best efforts otherwise. But, like, are they worth keeping? They don't have, like, any good stats. I've tried to keep one, two of each until I can get 96 to 100. Any advice would be appreciated. Also, what's your favorite Pokalore for a Pokemon? All the best, Cress. Well, I am going to go out on a limb and say they're not worth keeping. The, the game has shifted so much and some a lot of the old Pokemon are not even super desirable as much anymore. Like from from Gen 1, what is something you could think that you would want to lucky trade somebody for? 
Well, it's not what I want. It's I have something that would go that would make something lucky that's being traded to me. Yeah, but you have to find somebody who wants to do that, in which case. Well, you, hopefully you find somebody that also has something that's old. Yeah. And then you do one for what old for new and then an old for new again. Only if you don't already only if you haven't already done it 10 times. So. I thought so, they were guaranteed at that point in time. Only until you've triggered it 10 times. Yeah, but then isn't the the is, isn't the chance still boosted after that? It is higher, but I think that chance caps out at two years. Yeah. Old. So if you haven't done many lucky trades, I would keep some of the 2016 Pokemon. I, I wouldn't be keeping 2018 Pokemon unless you need them. Yeah. For a specific reason. You want their candies, you want to mirror trade with somebody, something like that. But again, if you're not looking to trade or if you don't get to trade very often, I I would get rid of the ones that are definitely more common for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree with Kyle uh, completely here. Neither of us really do a lot of trading and luckies aren't really something that we keep in the forefront of our mind. There are a lot of people that like want to do a lucky decks. And so this would be really important to them. If luckies aren't worth it to you and you want the space more than luckies, just get rid of them. It's not a big deal. You know, it's it's really not. Luckies just makes it easier for you to level them up. So if you play enough that that's really not that big of a boon, then that's fine. It's not going to make or break your experience or not. Don't don't feel FOMO over getting rid of them. You'll be okay. Mm -hmm. No problem Mm -hmm. at all. That's not to say just transfer them because they're old. If they're good, you know, it's still worth keeping. Or if it's the only one in your inventory that you have of that Pokemon and you want to keep that living Dex just in case, you know. You can keep those two. That's just not that big a deal. Oh, yeah, obviously. 100%. But also, don't be afraid of powering up not hundos or not 90%. Especially when you're early in the game, taking those to like level 30 is very cheap and it will transform the way you can play the game for sure. That's good feedback. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, Crest, where you are, but I know you've been playing for a while. You've been emailing us for a long time now. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that's not a concern. Um, although I definitely get ANC when I level up something that's not 96 to 100. So I don't care at all. Yeah, well, there's different types of people in this world, Kyle. And we are two <laughs> different types of people in this regard. But what about our favorite Pokalore? Off the top of my head, it's probably Drifloon and Drifblim. I'm, I'm a big fan of the fact that Drifloon is just trying to kidnap children but they're too light so they can't carry them away Mm -hmm. and then driftblim just takes whoever he wants yep (laughs) it's a good time uh mine i think is probably beldum's line with metagross because of that nine thousand iq or whatever it was where it's just like yeah they fuse together and they're real smart and then they fuse more together and they're like mega smart and i'm like <laughs> okay dude what was the one with the with the dump truck what what one was that do you remember dump truck yeah about moving a dump truck or the punch would would stop a dump truck or something like that oh i don't remember who that was that was another good but, one yeah. too yeah just because that the truck was too funny but yeah there you go <laughs> hope, that, hope that was a satisfactory answer for you thank you chris last emails from sarah amanda and they said Hey, GoCast. I'm not great at writing short emails. You have been warned. Sorry, not sorry. 
For a long time, I just listened to two Pogo podcasts because any more than that, and I couldn't keep any of the hosts straight in my head. In the last few months, though, I added two Pogo podcasts to my queue for one reason or another. Initially, I told myself, I'll just listen to these new ones if my queue isn't too backed up, or I'll just listen to some of the episode. GoCast got into my queue because of PvP Corner, something Pogo-related, not already covered by the other podcasts I listened to. I already knew who DeFi and Fish are from interacting with them in Pokemon Go Radio's Discord. Actually, that was probably the bigger factor, but I don't think Fish knows this. It's not really supposed to be a secret. I generally don't do secrets, so let this be known now. But I am a member of uh, the Fish on a Heater fan club, or maybe the Rivals with Fish fan club. I'm not sure. I haven't met other members or attended any meetings. <laughs> <laughs> But I have gotten into the habit of checking who I'm matched up with in each Sylph round in case it's fish, so I can be sure to be mentally on my A-game, awake, not hungry, not distracted, good Wi-Fi, etc. for our matches, because even though I think I've lost more than one, it feels like I could have won it if I just played differently or better, which is exciting. I mean, those are the best losses. So yeah, when I learned I could listen to fish talk on PvP Corner and learn PvP things, then that was a no-brainer. Out of the four Pogo podcasts on my queue, DeFi's the current is currently the only lady who regularly is on any of them. Yay, DeFi. And also a side note, I have been intentionally powering up my shiny lucky low honey so I can see how many times I can post it in PGR's CP ladder counting channel <laughs> during the low 1900s. I think so far I've been able to post it three times at least. Mwahaha. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's especially good because the hosts for Pokemon Go Radio love to mistype Megalopunny. Yeah, yeah. Ju- just for those just to know. drive DeFi crazy a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great. So my plan was just to listen to PvP Corner and skip the rest of each episode, but uh, then I found out that Chris, Kyle, and Chris both play Monster Hunter, which automatically makes us Monster Hunter buddies, even though we haven't gotten to hunt together yet. Rip. And Monster Hunter Buddy shouldn't skip over fellow Monster Hunters portion of the episode. Therefore, I must listen to the full GoCast episode after all. I guess that's all for now. Sarah Amanda. Yes, let's hunt monsters. Let's hunt monsters. I started playing again last week. I'm going to get Chris to play. Don't worry. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I have to be like in a particular way to play that game. And I know as soon as I start playing that game again, I'll be like, everything else doesn't matter. Look, I lost to the the last boss like six tries in a row, and I'm like, it's like one in the morning, and I'm like, I'm going to play it again. I'm like, no, I have to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's the old, the the siren song of the hunt, Kyle. It's dangerous. It is. It is. Uh, Well, thank you for that. And and I'll make sure that I pass this email along to Fish and DeFi so they can read it as well. I know they listen, so they'll definitely hear it. But thank you for sharing the love for them. That's awesome. I'm also a member of the Fish and the Heater fan club, but uh, I didn't realize that there were meetings I was missing. So if you could pass that information along to me via email or DM, I'd really appreciate it because I would like to start going. Um, but but <laughs> yes. also to echo Amanda as well. Yay, DeFi. Fan of that. That's great. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for sending in emails and such. Uh, if you would like to send an email like these fun folks did, you can to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also call 262-586-7717 and leave a voicemail. We play those on the show. It's a good time. Go to our website, gocastpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. 
And if you'd like to help support the show monetarily, just like a dollar a month gets you access to our Discord server, you can do that via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast podcast. Speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian Bo, Daniel Zekwalker, Andrew Chad, Robert, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, and Tish. Thank you very much for helping us keep the digital lights on with your generous contribution. Much appreciate it. But if monetary support is in the cards for you or you'd like to help support us another way and you already are a patron you can do so for free by leaving us a review on platforms that lets you leave reviews that means anything but spotify and google podcasts shakes fists angrily at the air <laughs> please uh, please do so it's a really easy way to help us out a lot it puts the algorithm in our favor when you leave us favorable reviews so if you're so inclined we would love you to do that okay Mr. Kyle, the last thing we got to do, and I do mean last thing we got to do, is set some goals. We're starting yeah. a new season. We we are starting a new season, but we're also recording in like two days. And also we're recording before the new season starts. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the 31st is a Tuesday. <laughs> mm, my goodness. Uh, so we, we can't set any goals related to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set one goal that I'm most definitely probably not going to do, okay. and that's finish the Ultra Unlock special research for the sword and shield unlock oh my gosh man you haven't finished that yet they had rocket crunch fighting on it and i'm like i'm not doing it right now i also have not like been outside in like three days because it's 105 degrees outside yeah and when it's not it's storming yeah it's like oh the temperature drop that's it's it's pouring rain outside not conducive to playing pokemon go it's getting your car right i don't like doing that me neither but here we are um man what is even going on right winter's coming we'll have no choice soon enough uh don't remind me that's right yeah go battle league ending already right now Mm -hmm. maybe i'll try and do some more go battle league just just because okay uh say 25 25 gbl matches okay anything else sir i don't think so there's really not I don't want to. I don't want to make like a Stardust or Experience goal right now. Although I'm getting so close to 44. Oh my yeah, gosh, my man, awesome! Two million experience more. I should do that on Oshawa Day. Yeah, you could do that on Oshawa Day. You're very close. You might even get it before that if you have some friendships coming up soon. I got a couple of ultras, but no, no best friends. Gotcha. All right, so finish the Ultra Unlock Research Part Three. And 25 GBL matches. I'm prepared to fail next week. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Failing to prepare? Prepare to fail. All right. I'm going to hatch 30 eggs, walk 25 kilometers, and do 20 GBL matches. I'm taking it kind of light. The 25 kilometers, I'm going to keep putting that on there until the thing is done. So I have constant motivation when it's possible to do so. That's my okay. plan. Okay. Yep. All right. And that's it. That's the end of the show. Kyle, we did it. We did it. We survived. We did it. The universe told us we shouldn't, we couldn't, and that we wouldn't, and we did it anyway. All right, let's do it again in like three days. All right, bye-bye now. See you later. Bye.